We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. Well, it is a final from American Family Field. The game, the series, and the homestand, and the results are uh, certainly not good. Welcome, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Tim Allen, after a Brewers 8-2 loss in the third and final game of this uh, opening series of the 2021 championship series, or season, I should say, and Sam Schmitz is here. Sammy, a uh, little bit disturbing over the weekend as uh, the Brewers, uh, as much as uh, of some excitement that was made on Thursday to open up the campaign, when you do the totality of this series, offensively, I think that's the name of the game here. I mean, people are going to point to some pitching, Sam, but offense, you've scored two earned runs this year thus far. So everything else has been essentially given to you. That's a little bit on the disturbing side, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you figure game one, okay, slow start for the guys, especially, you know, on offense, that being that we just got done with spring training. But, okay, you know, game two, game three, we'll turn it around. Well, turns out game two is <laughs> no. one of the rare pitchers' duels. But even then, when Barrios got taken out, Yelich and the guys couldn't figure it out. So, you know, it's just it's a little disencouraging to see that the guys are – pretty much getting outclassed by the Minnesota Twins who are, you know, pretty much playing the way you would want the Brewers to be playing. Me, personally, yes. Yeah. Me, me, personally, and I'll get to why I say that. I mean, if you if you want uh, – well, again, I, I can't say you guys. I can just say me from my perspective. Minnesota Twins are, are a ball club that play the game the way I see baseball, but you can see baseball in, in different ways. Uh, I'll get to that in just a little bit. We're going to hear from manager Craig Council coming up. Adrian Hauser started this game. And honestly, guys, the starting pitching over the uh, series has not been that bad. So there's something there to at least hang your hat on and something to kind of hang a positive with is that the starting pitching, all three of these starts, yeah, not nightmares at all. Now, the offense, we'll, we'll get to that in, in a second here because that needs to get underway here and you know, to keep the line moving is something that just hasn't occurred quite yet. It did on Thursday uh, for the opener in that ninth inning. They just kept at them, and they got a few gifts. Don't don't get me wrong, but 
They they need to get 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 it together, and we need to show a little patience. And, and I'm having a tough time here, at least through the first three games, in in describing this team. Um, so we'll we'll get some help over social media. We threw that out there on Twitter at 12:50 a.m. The fan as uh, how you would describe this team essentially through this first series, and it doesn't mean that it's going to describe the whole season, certainly. But it, it, it does mean that uh, your words can certainly describe this series. <laughs> and it just, boy, uh, there was an inning here today that Keston Hira had just, uh, well, the one of those, it's going to be one of those days occasionally for Keston Hira at first base. But not only that, it, 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 it's com- compounded here with Keston Hira's, I believe he's 0 for the season. Is he 0 for the season? I think he is. I don't, I don't think he's come up with a hit. I'm not saying wholesale changes. I'm not saying anything like that. You might say that. But again, I look at it every season as a 25-game start. And I, I sort of refrain from uh, you know, really assembling a full-season opinion of, of any Brewer season prior to that 25-game mark. I, just, I, I find it difficult to believe that I can make the judgment on a 162 after three or after seven or after 10. It doesn't get much easier from here. We knew that the schedule pointed out that this was going to be a very challenging start. Not just the Minnesota Twins, who I think are one of the more um, underrated teams in baseball. I really do, despite their postseason ineptitude, because they're, they're, I mean, they just don't win in the post. They don't, they get there. They don't even win a game in the postseason. Nonetheless, I do think they're one of the better fundamentally sound teams in all of baseball. In what I've seen and and witnessed and and observed and read about that Minnesota Twins squad. And we saw it throughout the weekend here play out. Uh, More on that in just a bit. 799-1250. But your description of this baseball team, the Brewers squad here, uh, early on in the 2021 championship season. Happy Easter, by the way, Sam. Is that something you celebrate or no? It is, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. With all these, you know, with what's happened over the past couple of years, the pandemic and all that, all these holidays have kind of uh, gotten mixed into one for me, if that makes sense. So you just lump it all into one, and, and we just have a big massive celebration once we get the all-clear signal. I think that's, that's, that's where a lot of people are at. But happy Easter to you guys. 34 years ago, that Easter Sunday, Team Streak, 1987, uh, those of you, you know, my age, maybe a little bit younger, certainly older, uh, you guys recall that. And I, I think that um, you you would remember where you were at that time. You know, it was, it was 11 consecutive victories or whatever. I think it was – that made it 12, I want to say, or 11 maybe. Um, but Easter Sunday, you knew where you were when – when those homers got hit, and we do this every year, Sam was part of it. Uh, probably two or three of the past uh, two or three years, um, in in playing a couple of those highlights. So we'll get to that a little bit later on to go back down uh, memory lane as Rob Deere and Dale Swaim and company, and boy, uh, that that was something. Thirty four years, slow it all down, will you please? And and still they haven't won a World Series since, but. Uh, just getting your, your thoughts here early on, we're often running. That's the good thing guys. And we, we may be, 
a little bummed and, and pissed that you know they lost the series. Uh, they didn't get swept. Trying to focus on the positives. It is early. These games do count, however. This loss here could be a huge loss. The loss yesterday, huge loss. When you got to take inventory with, you know, nine to play and you're in in a heated battle in a pennant race here. So I'm not minimizing this, but what I am saying is that last year's 60 game schedule, it's it's almost like it didn't occur. And and here we are with a 162 and we're off and running. Beautiful day today. Uh, Brewers baseball is at American Family Field. Yeah, we'd like a little more attendance. We'd like to get some tailgating. That will come. Both will be on the way here. And I think shortly, possibly in the next homestand, honestly. I want to get Sam. Sam Schmitz is here producing the show. I wanted to get his thoughts. He was at opening day and and how it was uh, run inside American Family Field. But let's go over our game recap here. As uh, the first inning, Adrian Hauser took to the hill at 110 today. Uh, gives up a leadoff single, a force play at second for the first out. A double by Buxton puts runners at second and third with just that one out. Buxton being a little gnat to this team, no doubt. Kepler, we talked. I talked a little bit about the Minnesota Twins playing fundamental baseball. Uh, Max Kepler uh, gave up himself there. A little half swing to the left side, plates a run, just literally gave himself up to take the lead. And that's what I'm talking about with this Twins team. Mm. Fly ball ends that inning. One zip right out of the uh, shoots here. Half inning. Brewers, one, two, three, including a strikeout to Yelich. Four to that point in his last game plus. One zip lead into the second. Twins, uh, nothing. Uh, one out walk. That was a race on a double play. And into the bottom of the second, the Brewers get on the board. In that uh, second inning, Jackie Bradley Jr. reaches on an error after one out. A ringing double by Luis Urias puts runners at second and third. And Manny Pena gets the job done. Here's a 1-2. Pena in the air. Center field. That's going to do it. Deep enough for a run to score. JBJ will tag. Throw comes to third. And the Brewers tie it up on a set fly by Manny Pena. And just like that, so the error does come back to... Point Minnesota. Well, they made three errors in this series, and each time it's cost them runs. Yeah, and that's uh, really the only blemish over the weekend uh, of the Minnesota Twins' uh, style of play was uh, their their defense a little bit. Uh, probably Baldelli is uh, not happy with the errors right there. But one one into the third, uh, that r- uh, run was unearned. Uh, by the way, Hauser, a shutdown inning right there in that third inning, a one-out base hit to Arise. He's, he's a tough customer. Uh, Hauser makes a nice play uh, going to second baseball. Delhi challenges that, loses that challenge. Buxton then leaves the game. Uh, Manny Pena throws a runner out trying to steal. Uh, looked like he might have been safe, but uh, Baldelli used that challenge. 1-1 into the bottom of the third inning. One-out infield single to Colton Wong in the third. Line-out by Keston Hira. Comebacker, maybe, a well, actually a little dribbler, uh, retires Yelich uh, to the fourth inning. Hauser, 1-2-3. Needed that in that fourth inning. A 1-1 game into the bottom of the fourth inning. Nothing for the crew. Empty again. Three ground ball outs. Sandwiched around a uh, Luis Urias uh, two-out walk. 
Twins retake the lead in that fifth inning solo homer given up by Hauser. He also walked a man, but erased on a nice double play. Urias to Wong to Hira to end that frame. Two to one, Twins take the lead into the middle of the game, bottom of the fifth. Brewers get their best chance, one out. McKinney with a base hit. That's a second pinch hit. Uh, Then a walk, two on, one out. Keston with a good battle for the second out. He strikes out. Yelich then a base hit to load the bases off Pineda. They don't go to the lefty to face Yelich, and it it didn't cost him. Garcia strikes out with the bases loaded. Um, I would have uh, faced Yelich with the lefty there, but Yelich didn't hit him hard. He hit it uh, for a base hit. And, and again, as I said, it didn't cost Baldelli at all. Rasmus in, in to pitch the sixth, immediately into some trouble. A rise, a walk, ground ball to Keston Hira, had some time, tries to get the lead runner at second, not a good throw, and it's a mess. Keston, learn quick, first and second, nobody out against Rasmussen, then a wild pitch, moves the runners over, it's messy, nobody out, he gets a strikeout, there's the first step. Kepler then makes him pay, a two-run base hit uh, to open up the lead to four to one at that time, Kepler. Steal second base, aggressive by the Twins. Sano with a dagger, a two-run shot, makes it 6-1. to one. After recording the second out, little collision at first base with Keston Hira. Oh, boy. 34 pitches for Rasmussen. He gets out of it four runs. There was an error, a wild pitch. It was a trip to Hollywood for Keston Hira. Yuck. 6-1 to one into the bottom of the sixth inning. Brewers get one back immediately off the bat of JBJ. That's hit hard in the center field. This is way back, and it is up, and it is gone. A home run for Jackie Bradley Jr. The first home run of the year for the Brewers comes from JBJ. A highlight there on Bally Sports Wisconsin as uh, Brian Anderson, Bill Schroeder uh, on that call. First homer of the year for the crew. Line keeps moving. Look at this. Luis Urias draws a walk, but it stops right there. Strikeout to Pena. Strikeout to Orlando Arcia. Brings up Vogelbach. Pinch hitting in that pitcher spot, and he grounds out. And and the inning, 0 for 3 in pinch hit appearances for Vogelbach over the weekend. 6-2 into the seventh inning. Lindblom on to pitch the seventh, all sorts of messy trouble. Base hit, walk, walk, loads the bases. Nobody out. He gets the first out on a shallow fly to right. Gets the second out on a fly ball to center field. That a boy, Josh. Bases juice, two outs. Then he gets a pop-up and gets out of that thing to keep the score at 6-2. Lindblom, bases loaded, nobody out jam, gets out of that. Brewers 1-2-3 in the bottom of the seventh inning. Stays 6-2 into the eighth inning. Lindblom on to pitch that eighth inning. Lindblom, a couple of more runs given up. Angelton Simmons, an RBI double. Nelson Cruz, a sack fly. Yikes. Makes it 8-2 into the bottom of the eighth. And it just just wasn't working to that point. Uh, Brewers don't score into the ninth. There's Eric Yardley. To, um, to pitch that ninth inning, and that was good. Uh, scoreless ninth inning. With using Rasmussen in the one inning, a high pitch count, with using Lindblom uh, two innings here, 
Using Yardley again in this uh, in this ball game wouldn't surprise me. There's a little bit of a player move to bring in a pitcher here. Keep that in your back pocket as the Brewers lose this third and final game of the opening weekend series uh, to the Minnesota Twins. And we're trying to find some uh, – we're getting some uh, response here over social media about how to describe this team after the first weekend of the year. And uh, some of these uh, descriptions are just <laughs> very entertaining, but they're just not good. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to those in just a bit. Here from manager Craig Council coming up. Again, an 8-2 final. Brewers lose the game and the series 1-2 and two on the season now. The attendance, I think, tells the story here. 10,666. Mm. Is that a sign of things to come? No, not at all. Show some patience as the Brewers fall today. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Tim Allen, after a Brewers 8-2 loss, will be back on 1250 AM. The Fan and Odyssey Station. Did that really just happen? What was he thinking? It's time for the Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. On the fan. Yeah, 8-2 the final. Brewers fall in this third and final game of the three-game set to open up the championship season. And yes, it still is the championship season. So you lost this series. I know it hurts. I get it. But baseball is back. I want to get your uh, description and, and any other thoughts on Brewers baseball here through the opening season. And I will just say this. I'm, I'm a little miffed that, that they lost the series too. I, I am. Don't get me wrong. But on the other hand, I will say to you this, that baseball is back, and I appreciate that a lot. I really do. And, and they, you know, the, again, not to be a, a cliche or wax poetic about this stuff, but there is a ball game tomorrow night, and it's in Chicago, and there's a chance to bounce back and get right back uh, off the mat and do your job. So, you know, the are you kidding me moment wasn't really in the game necessarily. It was the series in general. That's where my disappointment is and, and my description would be. Disappointed in the offense. And I know sometimes you tip your cap to the other guy. I get it. I do. But the starters for Milwaukee over the series were decent. And 2.3 runs on average a game is just not going to cut it, guys. It, 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 we thought last year a 4.1 a game was bad. Yeah, cut that in half, which is what this first series is. 799-1250, threw it out there. Some interesting uh, responses on Twitter on how you describe this team through the first series. Danny, uh, if you guys want to jump in here, 414-799-1250. Uh, Danny in Germantown, you're on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Yeah, hi, Timmy. I haven't called in about five years, but I've been listening to you for day one. Uh, I just, I love baseball. Oh, God, I love baseball. But Me too. Today, today, I think I'm going to put it all on Keston Hyera. In the, in the one inning, he's batting. He's got runners on first and second. And if he could move them over to second, third, Keston uh, what's his name? Yelich. Yelich. Yeah. On the next uh, batter, gets a, that little single in the hole. That would have scored two runs. And then the next inning, he's up with bases loaded, and what does he do? Strikes out. 
He is uh, so uh, verified. He's O for the season thus far. He yeah, is. I'm and, so and, tired. And what you know, he strikes out so much. That's what I'm there. And then here, here's the point I want to make. Have one of your guys. I kind of looked. See what Jesus Aguilar is doing. God, I would love to have him back. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people would. Uh, but where do you put Keston Hira then? And and that's the that's the question mark. Trade him or put him in the minors. Okay, no, gotcha. Nobody would take him. Danny, hey, by the way, it's Easter today. Do you remember the Easter Sunday in '87 when Rob oh, Deere hit God, the homer yeah. and yeah? I'm seventy. I'm seventy-one years old. Okay. Do you remember where sitting, you were? I was sitting on the porch of, a, of an apartment I lived on Blue Mound. Sitting okay. out on the sun porch. Uh, sudden myself. Are you talking about the ones where Rob Deere hit the home yes. run and Swaim hit a homer? Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. That was, that was great. Man, that was exciting. That was super exciting. Danny, hey, call anytime. Don't be don't wait five years again. I might not be here, okay? <laughs> Thanks for the call. Um Keston Hira. Now a couple of things here. Yes. Disappointing. Uh you gotta get a knock once in a while, Keston. Even when you're struggling, the good ones do, the great ones do. Even when they're struggling, you know, you're fooled on a pitch, your butt is out, and, and you're off balance a little bit. Even the good ones kind of muscle a hit here and there. Um, but we need to keep in mind also that Keston Hira in 2019 was a rookie, played 84 games. That's it. 84 games. Last year in 2020, I want to confirm this, Sam. Can you check it out? It's 50... What do you play? Fifty-three games. I want to say it's somewhere in there. I mean, think about that. That's is that a season, Danny? It's not even a season yet. Fifty-nine games played. Okay, despite that, it's still not a, a, a collective season. Only one hundred forty-five games total. We're still a couple of weeks shy of a full season for Keston here and I think even I forget that Sam Sam Schmidt's our producer today do you have to remind yourself of this at times not only for Keston but especially with Brandon Woodruff and some of these pitchers too I mean for Burns especially I mean this is really going to be his first taste at 162 yeah and Woodruff too so yeah I mean a lot of these guys it feels like they're familiar faces and they've been here for now four or five years but you got to remember these guys still are just getting their feet under him in the professional league. Yeah, no no doubt. But 145 games for Keston Hira played and, and tremendous success in 19 in those 84 games. That's where you point to. That's what you look at. Last year, I think we can throw it away. Can we all agree with that? We can throw some of these. It's not indicative of some of these players, the 2020 pandemic season. It's just, it's just not a good barometer to measure these guys. And certainly Keston Hero would fall into that category. He had a rough spring to start and then came on late and, and looked good. Look, looked like 2019 Keston Hero in Cactus League play here just, just a week or two ago. So let's show a little patience with Keston. Now where you could help him out is move him around. Since you like to move around your order, Craig Council, then move him down a little bit. 
He is uh, he is learning that position at first base, and sometimes you can think too much about uh, the, the glove when you're in the batter's box. You you got to separate that. So he's got a lot for a young kid, a younger dude. He's got a lot going through his mind, and and he's going to come out of this, um, you know, a, a more mature, um, more mentally strong individual through all this. He will, he will. I've I've talked with him many times, and he seems like a bright kid. There's no doubt, but this is a lot on his plate for essentially a rookie and, and a guy that's facing, you know, some really tough pitch, Kenta Maeda and Barrios the way he was yesterday. I mean, it's no wonder, but he still is struggling a little bit. Yes. And lay off the low outside stuff. And that is not uncommon to great hitters early on in their careers. Is go watch Ryan Braun's highlights early early in his career. I mean, take a look at some of these other guys. I mean, we're looking at uh, low and away. Just you get fooled. It's not even getting fooled. You just you just can't lay off those things. So let, let's uh, just hold off on on Keston here a little bit. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. How you might describe this Brewers uh, opening series here. And, and there are some concerns. There's no, no question. I want to get to uh, Craig Council in just a bit. I want to get to some of your reaction after the break here. Also going to hear from Adrian Hauser. Not too bad for Hauser. As he went five innings today, allows four hits and a couple of runs. Offense. Your starting pitching has given you the opportunity to take hold and take charge of a baseball game. You just haven't seized that opportunity. That's where this series went in my book. It wasn't the eight eight total runs here because again you, the the landscape of how council handles the pitching staff goes a little bit different when you're playing from the lead. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show here on twelve fifty AM. The Fan, an Odyssey station. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Let's find out who had the play of the game during today's game on The Fan. I don't think we could go with Keston Hira for any play of the game in this one, that's for sure. Not only defensively, but offensively. Welcome back, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Uh, after a Brewers 8-2 loss to finalize the opening series of the 2021 championship season, Tim Allen, Sam Schmitz, and you guys, if you want to jump in here, 414-799-1250, trying to describe uh, in, 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 in a maybe entertaining, but maybe sometimes not entertaining, maybe sobering thoughts of, of what this team is through the first series. Making no judgment <clears throat> on the full season, just a judgment in your thoughts on description of this team thus far through the first series. You can glean a little information out of this. Uh, play of the game in this one, it did come from Jackie Bradley Jr., and he uh, hits the first Brewers home run of the 21 season. That's hit hard in the center field. This is way back, and it is up, and it is gone. A home run for Jackie Bradley Jr. The first home run of the year for the Brewers comes from JBJ. And the highlight from Fox Sports, I knew I would do that. Bally Sports, Wisconsin, as uh, Brian Anderson has that call for you. So, 
Trying to describe this uh, Brewers series, if you will, um, Sam, you've got some things, and we'll bounce just back and forth. Some of these, wow. Uh, th- and we'll just start with the worst one I've seen thus far, Sam, and it says, they suck. Yep, I see that a couple times here. Uh, one says, can we get Ryan Braun in time for Monday? <laughs> okay, he does tear it up at Wrigley, that's for sure. Where's the offense is one. Now, that one I agree with through the first series. That's a good way to describe this team. Where is the offense? And, that, and to me, guys, it's surprising to me, and, and we'll see. It's just the series here. But it's surprising to me, despite the series, you have, uh, what, 28 innings with that extra frame on Thursday, 28 innings, two earned runs, that's it, seven total runs. In the 28 innings, seven total runs in the three-game set. So where's the offense is a, is a great way to describe this team. All right, Todd on Twitter says he feels like he's watching Little League Baseball right now. They did throw it around a little bit. It was a little bit of the Sunday follies at times. And, you know, once in a while, uh, even the good teams will – you know, throw a baseball around the diamond and, and things get, get a little sideways. So, hmm. I didn't like that trend, but we didn't see a ton of that. We just saw a little blip on it uh, today. Uh, let's see. Uh, starting pitching has been good. That's the way to describe this series, and I agree with that. Hauser today, Woody on Thursday, certainly Burns yesterday, six and a third, uh, six innings of no-hit ball, six and a third of one-run ball. Can't argue with that. I mean, you would have liked to have seen a little more length out of, out of Woody on opening day, but uh, the length was there for Burns, and it, and even you're on the fringe here, Adrian Hauser, today, five innings, the uh, couple of runs given up. So I agree with that. Starting pitching has been okay. All right, got another one on Twitter. Brewers fan says, seems like the offense hasn't changed from last year. He's a little worried about Andy Haynes so far. Yeah, I, I would say just hold off on that. Let's Let's see a little more chemistry going on. And despite all the changes in the lineups, and you're seeing you know, wholesale changes in this lineup day to day to day, now through three, uh, let's let Craig Council uh, figure out or understand a little bit more of a pocket that he can put these guys into. I will say this, the one change that I would just have a plan B with would be uh, a Lorenzo Cain in in place of uh, a Keston Hira if this continues. Just have that as a plan B down the line a little bit. And we're going to see Yelly in there essentially every day. We are going to see a an exact one-third split between Cain, Garcia, and Bradley because that's what you saw, you saw in this uh, first uh, three-game set. Each one of those three guys – Bradley, Garcia, Kane all played two games. They all started in two of these games. That's an equal split. I, I look for that to continue. So in the two of three that uh, Lorenzo Kane is in there, if Keston Hira is going to scuffle a little bit, I would say that that would be the change I, I would be prepared for, and I'd, I'd be all right with that. I think, I think everybody would be all right with that. Uh, how about this description? Very impatient. I don't know if that's the team or... <laughs> or the writer here. I'm not, I'm not sure, Sam, but very impatient would be a dis- uh, description of this team. Drew on Twitter is pretty optimistic. He says, remember in 2011 we started 0-4. Long True. season ahead, and I think we'll make adjustments in this next series. 
Here's another one from Mark. Where's Hank the dog? Oh. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I mean, that's, that's kind of cute, but I didn't think it was that funny. Uh, overrated is one here. Now, I, I don't know about that. I'm not, I'm not I'm not convinced of that. I think they're I mean we saw some of the projections out there that had this team, you know, some had them as high as 88 89 wins, but others, you know, they, they probably balanced to that 83 84 85 mark. I don't think that's overrated. I think I think in a manner of speaking that might be underrated. So I don't I don't know if I agree there. Is Keston going to get a hit this year? Another response. Um, (laughs) okay. Uh, There's two right here. I've got Sam before we hear from Craig council. Um, one is, uh, is Keston going to get traded? Yeah. Wow. Uh, trade hater is another one. No. Did you see what he did on Thursday? You just got to get to him. You just have to get to him in a position to win. Now, that offense, obviously, starting in middle relief is going to have to hold hold serve there in the middle. But uh, you got to get to uh, Josh Hader to make him effective, and I think that's a pretty standard with all closers. You know, you wonder what you would replace. Okay, f- just for the sake of the argument, what would you want for him? I mean, everyone's so hip on, wow, you could get a haul for Josh Hader. Well, that's okay, and I, and you say what you want, but just give me a give me a what you're gonna get for him, or what you would want for a Josh Hader. Um, but your ways to uh, describe you got any more before the break here, Sam? Uh, Jeremy on Twitter says definitely a slow start, but the Twins are supposed to be good this year. Hopefully, the Brewers can get it done against the Cubs. All right, let me uh, just tell you about the Twins. And this is just just this is just me. Um. For what it's worth, uh, the Minnesota Twins are on the field one of the better organizations I've seen in a while. They are. Um, Gosh, they hit for power. They hit for average. They get on base. Now, their defense was a little sketchy here over the weekend. They're typically a little bit better defensively, but you did see some gems here. Uh, Simmons can pick it. There's no question. They can play defense. They hit behind runners. They hit and run. They steal bases. They say uh, they play uh, unselfishly, giving themselves up at an at bat. They shorten up their stroke. They go into deep counts. Strikeouts are down. Their manager questions everything. Their fundamentals are impeccable. It's almost an old school fundamental way to play baseball. They've got an organization that's put together pretty darn well. They 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 do. Uh, there was a situation in, in today's game where you rewind the clock 25 years, and there's no way you have Rasmussen pitching to Kepler in that situation with the game on the line, mid to late game, runners at second and third, first base wide open, and you're going to go to Kepler, a guy that's killed you throughout the series you would have seen Kepler walked right there. At least it's a chance. It's a chance to set up the double play to get out of this thing. You feel, you know, Craig Council is the first to talk about, you know, the game can hinge anywhere in the ball game. 
You know, just because a closer's a closer doesn't mean that he's he's the superstar here. The guy that got the big out in the seventh inning that could have saved the game also, and I, and I agree with that. But conversely, you need to set yourself up with the best opportunity to get out of an inning when you feel that it's tipping. I mean, you were in big trouble. Rasmussen in big trouble in that inning. There's no question. Give me a chance. That's all I would want in that situation. So. It wouldn't now. I don't follow Minnesota Twins baseball, day to day, pitch to pitch, any of that. I suspect Rocco Baldelli is not opposed to the intentional walk. It's just my guess. I'm not sure of that, but it would be my guess. It would it would seem fitting. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Speaking of managers, we'll hear from Craig Council up next, and also continue really to have the conversation about how you would describe this team. Still a lot to get to on those. And some Easter Sunday surprises coming up as well. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on 1250 AM. The fan after an 8-2 Brewers loss. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on The Fan. Craig, what did you think of AJ today after his first inning? He's kind of settled into the groove, getting ground balls and some plays. Look like he got more efficient. Uh, I thought AJ pitched well. Um, you know, it's like you said, I mean, the guy that gave us trouble all day was Arias, really on base all day, and he's a, he's a he's a tough tough leadoff hitter. Um, so you know that was he was he started it off good, but he Adrian did a nice job. He he gave us a chance. Um, I, I was happy with it. Craig, you probably had the best view in the ballpark of Hira's ball over third base. How, how close was that? And I mean, it, it's obviously one of those moments where maybe it's a different game if that's a fair ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they look, they beat us today. That was our shot that inning for sure. Um, I, I mean, it was close. So that's best I can tell you. Craig, obviously Jackie is, you know, he, his defense is, is what he's known for out in center. But, um, you know, to see him get on the board today with a home run first hit of the season, um, what can he, well, what did you think about that? And what do you think he can bring uh, to this team with his bat? Yeah, well, I mean, I thought, you know, the way the way I saw it, he kind of really he kept the run off the board as well with with throw um, that probably the only one of the few center fielders that doesn't get tested on that on that fly ball. So that's really a, a run he kept off the board as well. Um, but he's he's part of a, a four outfield four outfielder group for us that uh, we think can through 162 games uh, keep all these guys fresh and productive. Um, and he's going to be right in the middle of it. Hey Craig, did you guys just run into a string of good pitching um, from the Twins? I mean, the, their relievers throw some different stuff. They they're able to you know rack up some swings and misses. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I Look, we ran into a great pitching performance yesterday. Um, you know, we, we, we've got to do a better job against starting pitchers. Um, you know, we didn't 
our starters pitched pitched pretty good. We just we couldn't get a lead ever. We didn't we didn't have a lead ever after a starting pitcher came out of the game. So um, we got to do a little better against their starters more than anything. It's kind of how I'd characterize it. Um, you know, when you when you when you the starter leaves a game and you have and you're trailing, you're gonna get you know, they're, they're going to be able to line up their bullpen the way they want it. Um, so that that's not a, necessarily a formula for success. So we've, I'd say early in the game, we could, you know, we got to put some more pressure and we got to just score runs earlier in the game. Did things just kind of speed up for Drew Rasmussen in his inning with like the walk, the air, you know, the single? Um, how, how did you think Drew managed his inning? Yeah, I mean, again, it, it starts with Arias at the top, just, just, giving him a tough at bat and drawing a walk to start out we 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 made a mistake a defensive mistake which which doesn't help um and and put him in a bind certainly and then and then he was he was unable to really get it make a pitch um to 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 get himself out of it um so you know definitely a combination of both um you know a, a tough at bat followed by a mistake and then you know he didn't make enough pitches to kind of limit the damage so that that spells a bad inning really Craig towards the end of camp it looked like Keston had found his swing you know he had struggled early but then it looked like he had found his swing it was driving the ball well to right center but he kind of scuffled in this series I don't think he got a hit um, the top of your lineup you know that's just needs to do a better job, don't they, of getting, you know, doing some damage, creating some rallies. Oh, I, I think that's accurate. I think that kind of spells that, you know, the starting pitcher getting, getting in, into the starting pitcher, those guys are going to face, you know, that, that starting pitcher three times, most likely. So um, often they're the guys that um, are going to be res more responsible for us getting a lead early in the game. And, and that's, that's going to be part of this. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I mean, Keston didn't swing it great this series in, in the three game series, but um, we know the type of hitter is, it's going to be streaky. There's a lot of home runs to come when he gets going and, and, and they'll, they will come. Hey, Craig, um, he had made a couple of nice plays as well um, over the weekend and, I think he made a nice pick on a double play today too, but the throwing error, was that just a case of maybe trying to get back to the bag while trying to finish the throw off or what do you think happened there? Yeah. Um, that's just a bad throw. I mean, I don't, I think there's, there was, it was in rhythm. Um, you know, it's just, it's a throw that has to be made and it just didn't get made. Yeah. There he is. Manager Craig council after the Brewers eight, two loss, they lose the game and the series here to the Minnesota Twins and one and two. Your mark early on here, the 2021 championship season. You heard him talk about the offense and, and right on the money. I mean, you, what we discussed, um, you know, 40 minutes ago. And that is you need to you, things turn out a little bit different. You play from the lead a little bit and have to jump on some of these guys early. I don't know if it's a, maybe a collective ambush. Or maybe it's just be a little more patient. I'm not. I'm not quite sure yet. It's a little too early to tell what this offense is really going to be. I think they're going to be a plus offense. I do. Once they get rolling, I think it'll be contagious. But I will say this also. To be fair, it's kind of what we were talking about last year at the start, way back. Uh, what July 24th? I think they fired it up. 
And we had said that, hey, once they get rolling, it'll be contagious right down the line, right down the lineup and move the line and the whole deal. And it just it, it, it just never happened. So that that would be the caveat here. Feel a little more confident here this year with the additions um, and, and wiping away of last year's uh, offensive statistics. Speaking of wiping away, I mean, I, I mean no, no offense to, uh, uh, to those that want to relish in the glory of a pitcher's duel yesterday, but can we be done with that? It was a two-zip loss. I mean, the way I'm, I'm reading and hearing this stuff since that uh, matchup occurred yesterday is almost like they won the ball game 10-zip. I don't think I'm too. I don't think I'm too happy with a loss, guys. You know, if you a, a nine inning no hitter for Corbin Burns, but you know maybe a reliever gives up a run and and you know you lose. I, I'm I, just yeah, great performance, excellent outing, but just all the glorification of what occurred yesterday. Can we be done with that? Let's just let's can we move on a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I, I relished in the glory of a great, great game last night. Still a little bummed that they lost, but my goodness, it, it's a, any Brewers loss is just not good in, in my world. All right, uh, let's see. What else do we got here trying to describe this uh, Brewers team thus far through one series? Can we start over? At least the Twins are in the American League Central. It's a work in progress. Very disturbing. Good thing they re-signed Travis Shaw. Now, that's a low blow. Stop that. Um, I do say this, that I was wondering why Travis Shaw was in the two-hole yesterday. That was a little little confusing to me, but okay. Uh, Craig likes to tinker with lineups. You know that. I know that. He knows that. And uh, we're just going to have to get used to that. And you, you're probably going to see, and, and Sam... I mean this. I think you're probably going to see upwards of 140 different lineups in, in this season. No, I, I think you're right. And as much I know you're a lineup guy, but me, I can't stand. I, I'd be more of the you know set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. But, but I get it. You got all these guys. You know, you got a crowded outfield. You got to find ways for JBJ and you know Garcia to get at bats. So hey, whatever it takes to get done. But I I do want to say this: if you find something that works really well, despite of the lefty righty thing. I would like for Counts to stick with it more so than he usually does. Well, and I, and I would tend to agree. Like you saw Baldelli in in today's ball game. Uh, Pineda was was doing his deal. He's got two runners on. He's 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 got a matchup against Christian Yelich. And and I'm like, wow, that's that's that. And they're going to bring in a lefty now. Uh uh-uh. uh. He went against the grain right there. Now Yelich didn't knock him for a base hit. But then it stayed right there to face Garcia, and Council didn't didn't counter with maybe an Omar Narvaez right there. And so sometimes you can go against the grain. We do know this about Council; he is a matchup guy, both when he's on the mound and when he's filling out an order or going with a pinch hitter. He is absolutely a matchup guy and there's something to be said about that too because there's strength in numbers there's knowledge in numbers and I understand that but that gut can be a powerful thing in the game of baseball that gamble can be a an extremely high payoff in the game of baseball it can burn you at times when you're playing with fire that can burn you at any time 
That was an inside joke of an old commercial. But nonetheless, I, I do, I do uh, think that uh, Council is uh, going to be a great manager, and I still think he's getting there. I do. But that gut can be one hell of a powerful tool. A guy on a roll, just a feeling. No, I'm not going with that matchup. I know, I know the book tells me to. My book tells me to, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, the pitching, you heard Craig Council talk about the starting pitching for the Brewers. It was decent. It really was. And, and today's no exception. Adrian Hauser with the four hits allowed, a couple of runs through five innings of work. If you had to, if, if you weren't trailing, maybe you stick with him another inning, another three, four outs maybe. But uh, we're going to hear from Adrian Hauser. Not a bad performance out of him. You're on the verge of a quality start, so you're right there. Uh, we'll take a break and come back. If you want to join us, 414-799-1250. You're listening to an Odyssey station, 1250 AM. You may have noticed your app, your radio.com app on your phone has automatically changed. It's now Odyssey, providing you with a whole hell of a lot more. Check it out. If you didn't download it, download it now. Odyssey app is there for you, and it's absolutely free. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show after a Brewers 8-2 loss. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Yeah, can't wait tomorrow morning to see what Bart Winkler has to say about this Brewers squad as they fall in this one, 8-2 the final, and they lose the series two games to one to the Minnesota Twins. And again, tough, tough Minnesota Twins uh, organization there. They, they really are. Division winners, you know, the last couple of years here, so... Can't take them lightly, and, and you saw why over the weekend. Also, uh, as you just heard there, uh, former Brewer Dave Parker will join the Wendy's Big Show. Some Brewers conversation there, and I'll join Rami uh, late tomorrow afternoon, and uh, we'll be talking more Brewers baseball. Just settling into the season. Beautiful weekend. It's Easter Sunday here, and we'll leave you with some treats here uh, in just a bit. On a, on a big Rob Deere home run some 34 years ago on Easter Sunday. Wow. Oh, man. Time to slow it down, will you please? Hurry up and win a World Series is what I got to say. Because, Sam, at your age, I don't want you to be my age and they're still hunting down a World Series. Yeah, when you said 34 years ago for the Deere home run, I mean, I I didn't see it, but I even went woof on that. <laughs> I know that doesn't doesn't seem like it. All right, let's go inside the clubhouse with Window Select and uh, hear from. I want to get to uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. too in just a bit, but let's get a couple of comments from today's starter, Adrian Hauser. Adrian, just looking at it from the other side, from your side, their their starting pitching was pretty stingy in this series. You guys didn't score a lot of runs off their starters. Uh, does that look like a tough staff to you, or just one of those things? Yeah, you know, they're they're really good staff. And, you know, it's a really uh, complete ball team if you really look at them from top to bottom in every aspect of the game. So, you know, how they're pitching, they're, you know, they're pitching pretty well. But, you know, I I think we'll uh, bounce out of it and get through it and get going. You know, it's still early, so there's a lot of time, no reason to panic or anything like that. But, you know, they were on their game those first three games. So, you know, it's pretty tough when people are on. 
Adrian, what's Jackie Bradley been like as a teammate and, and how pleased are you to see him sort of get on the board as a brewer? Uh, he's been a great teammate, you know, a great guy, great, great guy to have in the clubhouse, you know, and especially out there in the outfield for us, you know, he's going to make some huge plays and you know, it was great to see him get his first hit today, especially being a home run, you know, that's hopefully get, a, get the momentum rolling for him and get him on a good roll here. There he is. Today's starter, Adrian Hauser, the right-hander, goes five innings, allows a couple of runs on four hits, did punch out four as well. And I deserve, again, like last night, deserved a better fate, but uh, the Brewers will, uh, will uh, flip the script here many, many times this year. He mentioned uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. there, and I'm interested in hearing his thoughts as he uh, hits a solo homer today, the first home run of the season for the Milwaukee Brewers. Here's JBJ. Jackie, just uh, how good was it to, to get a big hit on the board and uh, get that first hit and home run out of the way? Yeah, it feels great. Anytime, you know, you can produce, that's, that's what you're trying to do. Um, you know, once I, I hit it, I actually lost track of where it went um, with the shadows and stuff like that. So, um, I didn't know. I knew I hit it hard, but I didn't, I didn't know exactly where. So I just kind of got out the box and just tried to keep running. Do you get, Jackie, do you get the feel of, you know, just from the opening series, the ball's going to carry a lot better here than maybe, I don't think that ball in center, the Fenway goes out, right? <laughs> um, I, I've only hit one, like, where I actually, you know, it felt good. Uh, and, and that was the one. Um, the other two, I think two that I hit hard today were on the ground. Um, I don't know if it would have been high enough to get over the the wall and center of Fenway, but it, it, was, it was definitely hard enough. Um, you know, I, some of those balls that went out to, to right today, uh, they were, they were hit pretty well, but, uh, they, the wind was blowing out that way at that particular time. And then it, the wind kind of shifted trying to go towards left field later on in the game. Jackie, I know it's just one series, but considering how much time you had at spring training, just overall, how do you feel at the plate? I feel good. Um, you know, getting, finally getting my, my timing down and, um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing the ball. That's, that's the key, obviously. Um, you know, and, you know, just trying to make sure I swing at strikes. You know, yeah, I've always heard you're only as good as the pitches that you swing at. So as long as I'm continuously swinging at strikes, um, you know, hitting the ball hard, I feel like good things will come. Jackie, I'm guessing you don't you don't feel like this weekend is indicative of the kind of offense you guys will be this year. After seeing a bunch of spring training, um, you know, what kind of hitting team do you think you guys could be? We're going to be a um, a team that's going to get the job done. Um, this is definitely no time to to, to panic or anything like that. This team is going to be a a lot of fun to to watch to to play on and. You know, this, this, we definitely cannot let this, you know, get in our heads. This is one of those things where, you know, it's the first series. We're, we're glad to get it out of the way. Um, it's one of those, those times where, you know, as the season goes on, we'll finally um, find out who we are as a team. And that's when we'll, we'll start getting going. 
Jackie, with, with Craig wanting to shuffle the outfield around between the four of you, uh, I mean, does that change your approach at all? Or how do you manage that knowing that one day you might be in the, in the starting and one day you might not? I'm ready whenever my opportunity presents itself. Um, can't really focus on anything that I can't control. My only thing I can control is being in there, being ready to play um, every single opportunity I get and trying to help this team win. Jackie, the Twins pitchers, particularly their starters, you guys had a tough time cracking them. Is their pitching a little better than maybe some people think? Uh, the, the Well, Berrios, I didn't get to, I guess, start the first game. They, they, they pitched really well. Uh, you got to give them credit. Um, they, they, they executed a game plan, and um, – you know, we, we feel like we didn't execute our game plan, but, you know, that's we'll, we'll we have to make an adjustment and, you know, go from there. Um, every every starter won't won't do that to us. <laughs> yeah, I would agree there, Jackie Bradley Jr., that you, you're going to have uh, you and that offense are going to have some big time days. And hopefully that'll start tomorrow in Chicago's Pee Wee Park also known as uh, Wrigley Field. It is, uh, you know, it's it's a great question, uh, and, it, and it's really even a better answer because when you talk about the outfield position for the Brewers, you know, honestly, uh, a Trent Grisham is supposed to be that Jackie Bradley Jr. role, if you will, and honestly, a Corey Ray Sam, I I don't know if you like me making the comparison, and I'm not necessarily comparing the players themselves. What I'm comparing is the position in in the lineup that they play, and that is they had to sign him because of uh, no Trent Grisham, because of Corey Ray's not ready, if if at all, uh, because – you know, Tyrone Taylor is is you know not not equipped compared to Jackie Bradley Jr. So there, there's a lot of ramifications there, but it's a great answer, and that's you know it, it, I know it sounds cliche for um, some of us, but but it's what else is he going to say when it, when he's asked the question about playing time? And that's the only thing he can say is I'm going to be ready to play. That's you know, I can control my my nutrition, I can control my training, I can tr- control my preparation. All of that is under my control, under his control. And then I can't control whether I'm penciled in the lineup. That's Greg Council. So I, I think it, it's a you know a question that he's probably been asked uh, several times. And, and consistently, Sam, he's had the same answer. Just, just be ready. Yeah, and then this is nothing new for Jackie. I mean, even when he was with the Red Sox, when David Ortiz was just leaving them, I mean, he also had a crowded outfield there with Mookie Betts, Andrew Benintendi, when he was still hot with Boston. So... You know, I, I have all the faith in Jackie Bradley that even if he comes off the bench and he's got to have that, you know, pinch hit roll some games or some, you know, one every three games he gets to start, I'll, I'll be fine with whatever I get from Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, no, no doubt. And he's going to have some big, big days, both with the glove and the bat. It didn't happen uh, for Keston Hira. Just let's let's just hold hold on a little bit. Let's have this season uh, take a little bit uh, more of a firm hold here. It's been three games, and honestly, uh, you know, the results aren't there, and it's a results-based business, and I'm a little bummed they lost this series. Would have been a huge win today, guys. Really would have been. To beat that Minnesota Twin team takes a lot. 
and and they're a good team. And uh, they're Kenta Maeda and Barrios and and today Pineda. Uh, they pitched well, and and I don't know if it's if it's all them, and then lack of offense here. Um, probably a combination of both, but the Brewers need to find their offense, and they need to do it quick because uh, Wrigley Field could be a recipe to get that done. But on the other hand, if it doesn't, oh boy, we have a conversation to make, and we'll do that after all of those games in Chicago tomorrow starting at 640. That's the first pitch. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. We'll take a break, come back, and go back 34 years. Those of you, some of you within the sound of my voice, you weren't born yet. Man, do the people that remember that, they know where they were. When that Easter Sunday at County Stadium occurred, we'll catch you uh, a couple of those highlights before we get out of here. Up next, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Let's put an eye on the enemy, on the fan. All right, final couple of words here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Tim Allen, Sam Schmitz today uh, working uh, on a holiday. I appreciate that, Sam. Uh, Let me squeeze in uh, Todd here. He had a quick question about the hitting. Todd, uh, you're on 1250 AM, the fan. Howdy, boys. Uh, Boys, great to be back uh... Back on the area with you, Timmy. Uh, you're my favorite show, and uh, uh, it's just a, a thrill that baseball is back. Uh, you know what? Despite the outcome, I'm with you there, man. I'm I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm bummed that they lost the game in the series, but I will say this: uh, as much I am uh, super super happy baseball's back. I really am. Oh, you and me both, uh, my friend. Uh, just uh, my wife and I, we watched every game or all the grass monkeying around because it was so nice to sit inside to watch it. No doubt. And, you know, I, I was trying to give them before I called in, and uh, just a little time to maybe get a little uh, their feet underneath them. And, and, and I know they haven't been hitting well, but you know, my question to you is: You're around these guys, and I mean, you've been in the clubhouse, and I just wanted to ask you: At the professional level, how important is uh, is the hitting coach? Is it? Uh, do they need them? But I, you know, you always think that all oh, these guys are pros; they don't need it, but. Maybe they do, and that's the, the question I wanted to post to you guys. All right, it's, it's a good question, and all right, thanks, Todd. It's great to have you back, too. We'll talk all summer. Uh, it's, it's a question that has been posed and answered for many, many years, honestly, and that is, uh, well, let's see, what, what is a hitting coach? A hitting coach is a babysitter, a therapist, mostly, in, in, in my opinion, a guy that reminds you of things. And that's the thing. Sometimes you get a little loose in, in you know, maybe a, a bad habit. You know, it's a little bit uh, more than just yanking your head. Uh, it's, it's obviously much, much more. But it's, you know, hey, uh, just a reminder here, let the ball get a little bit deeper in the zone. You're going to start looking the other way. You got to let that ball get deeper. You can't go out and get it if you're trying to go the other way. You know, it's those things, just a reminder. Now, we're talking Andy Haynes here in this situation. The Brewers' offense was not good last year. I I really would prefer not to look at it uh, as a judgment on anybody's offense, including the the hitting coach last year, Uh, because it was just mm, messed up. 
It was just all messed up for baseball, for life, for everything. Really, really screwy. So I, I hate to go back and make a judgment call on that, but everybody has the breaking point. Everybody has that moment in which they make moves. Pitching uh, and hitting coaches have been fired during the year. I'm not saying Andy, Andy Haynes is anywhere near that. But they're instructional at the lower levels, you know, or the younger players, if you will. To me, mainly, though, they remind their guys, hey, you're, hey, remember what we talked about a couple of weeks ago? You were coming out of this thing. We Don't fall back into that trend, into that tendency again. That, to me, is, Todd, essentially their biggest role. And they, they can do instructional physically, and they're a mental part of the game also. Just chill. You're all right. It's baseball. You're going to fail seven of ten times. I mean, sometimes these ball players and even us fans, we need to understand that the vast majority of these guys that you see step to the plate are going to make an out most of the time. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is. How do you cope with that mentally? Yeah, that's uh, that can be a tough nut to crack, as as we all know. Uh, a little uh, eye on the enemy here. Let's get to Sam Schmitz and take a look at the NL Central today on this Easter Sunday. All right, Tim. In Cincinnati, the Reds end up taking two of three against the St. Louis Cardinals in their first series of the year. Cincinnati coming up with the win today, 12-1. to Nick Castellanos recording his second home run of the year so far, a three-run shot today. For Cincinnati, Jeff Hoffman ends up getting the win. Carlos Martinez gets the loss for the Cardinals. And then in Chicago, the Cubs also take two of three against the Pittsburgh Pirates, 4-3 to the final today. Ian Happ had a solo home run. Chris Bryant, Javier Baez also coming up with an RBI as well. Davies game? It was a Davies game. He ends up getting the win for Chicago. Davies ends up going five and two-thirds of an inning today. Only two earned runs, three walks, and five strikeouts. So not necessarily pop-off numbers, but he ends up getting the win and gets it done for Chicago. Well, and and really, when you think about Zach Davies, everyone says, well, you got Woody Burns, and you know, do you need a Zach Davies? Hell, I'd take a Zach Davies. We know that. We'd take a Zach Davies in the four or five hole all day long, all season long for for the next five years. I would take that. I mean, you could do a hell of a lot worse in your four or five hole. I mean, th- think about that, Sam. What well, you put Zach Davies back into this rotation, and uh, let's say it's uh, no Brett Anderson for for the sake of the conversation. List me off the five man rotation then. So Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, or if you want to flip-flop those two, mm-hmm. and then Freddie Peralta, Adrian Hauser, and Zach Davies. I mean, that's a rotation that's not only young, but controllable. Yep, yep. young, controllable, inexpensive. You can allocate some funds uh, somewhere else around the diamond. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I do. I'm starting to see signs. Here's another good thing that came out of this series. Luis Urias. I detected a little something there. He... he Guys, keep your eyes on this kid. Now, I went back, and, and you look at his minor league numbers. They're good. They're, they're legit good. Big league numbers, not so much yet. Looks like he's a gamer. Did you get that sense, Sam, too? Yeah, his defense, especially today, really, you know, he was making, even in the first game of the year, you know, he's making stuff on defense look very easy. But the thing I like the most about Urias compared to most of these guys is that he actually is like going to the play with an approach. He's very disciplined compared to mm-hmm. most of the guys in the lineup. I mean, even today is double. Just take kind of like um, kind of like Arias on the Twins. Just 
taking whatever the pitcher's throwing at him. Yep, yep. Low and away go that way, no doubt. I do, you know, again, I, it's not going to look splashy on paper on some of these lineups, though. If you're looking at Luis Urias, a Manny Pena, an Orlando Arcia in the pitcher spot, Ooh, that's a Sunday lineup. I, I will say that, and nothing against those guys, and they probably will will prove me wrong on a Sunday lineup uh, occasionally here, but you know, it's a, it's vastly different than the JBJs and Yellies and Kestins and Coltons and Canes. And, okay, all right, so I'll take it back 34 years. Uh, Easter Sunday, Brewers had won 11 consecutive games to start the 87 championship season. I was living in Madison. Um Apartment complex that uh, was beautiful, sun, sunny day. Um, courtyards is the best way I could, I could explain it. Uh, s- sort of a sprawling five or six buildings, but little walkways. And there was a pool out, out in the middle there and just little walkways, sidewalks. And you had a sliding door to each, each, of, these, uh, each of these apartments. I'm sitting outside and a lot of people are grilling out and doing whatever they're doing. And I could hear the ball game on. Obviously, I had it on. Uh, but I could hear the ball game on throughout the complex, Sam, which, which was, to me, uh, that's you know the telltale sign. I always gauge uh, the, the popularity of Brewers baseball by my four sisters. So if my four sisters are, are you know, uh, texting me and saying, well, why did this guy do that? Why did Ron Reineke do that? Um, then, then I know the, the casual fans are in. We're all in. But this was all over the complex in, in uh, 1987, 34 years ago. And this occurred. I'll tell you what happened after this occurred. But uh, Brewers down in that ball game, getting late. The streak may be over, but mm says Rob Deere. It'll be tough for Deere to pull it enough to get it out of here on a windy day like today. He's one for three with a solo homer. Now he's two for four with a three-run homer. Bobby said it correctly. If you put the ball breaking ball where you want to, and that ball stayed right back over the plate. Rob Deere not going to miss a pitch like that, and he crushed that ball. Rob Deere knew it was gone, didn't he? Just amazing. And so that courtyard at that apartment complex, not just the, you know, the call, uh, that obviously was not Bob Euchre. I, for probably obvious reasons, I can't play that. Uh, but I, I could hear then all the people in, in the apartment complex just, <laughs> just going crazy. And that, to me, was was one of the more fun things about that that home run. And and then then it got a little bit more because it wasn't a sellout crowd there. I want to say it was only about thirty thousand that was there. It sure sounded like a whole hell of a lot more. But uh, you know, you, you got a team that's uh, you know starting out the season eleven and zero, and then they're trailing in the ninth, and and that happens, and they're not done yet. Jimmy Gantner then works a uh, walk to set the table. For Dale Swaim. Long one to right. 12 in a row. (laughs) 
Steve Busby, the folks at home might think that we're at a loss for words. I just don't know what else you can say. I'm not sure I've ever witnessed anything quite like this. I don't think I've seen a team that has been able to win so many different ways, whether it be scratching out a run or a big five-run ninth inning with a two-run home run, a three-run home run to come back and win after they really had no momentum at all going into the ninth inning, except for the the din you hear here at County Stadium. They have a supreme belief in their ability to win, and the Rangers have to feel, well, snake bitten, I think, is an understatement. Yeah, that was cool for those that do remember. Uh, you do remember where you were for that. I, I just remember it like it was yesterday. 34 years ago, 12 straight for the Milwaukee Brewers, and that one, a big one on Easter Sunday. It go down as uh, one of the bigger days in Brewers history, that is for sure, as uh, today will not. An 8-2 loss in Game 3 of the 21 championship season There'll be better days than this. Uh, Sam, I appreciate you working uh, here on uh, Easter Sunday, and I hope you and your family uh, have a happy Easter. We're back on the air tomorrow after the last pitch. You make the switch. I don't know. I, I think sometimes I lose at least minutes, if not hours, possibly days, anytime the Brewers face the Chicago Cubs. Uh, blood pressure. There might be some heart palpitations going on, but that's what's going to happen tomorrow. Game one of a three-game set in Chicago as uh, the Brewers face the Cubs, and we'll meet you right here after the ball game. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show on 1250 AM. The Fan. It is an Odyssey station. Download that Odyssey app. You get the podcast. You get the sports conversation. You get the music and a whole hell of a lot more. It's Odyssey. Download it today. For Sam Schmitz, my name is Tim Allen. I uh, hope you enjoyed the broadcast despite the outcome of the game, an 8-2 loss as uh, they'll go back at it tomorrow. You guys have a great Easter, a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you tomorrow night. And remember, smile Milwaukee. The world will smile back.